If I ask you right now on a scale of one to 10, how burnt out you are, 10, you're extremely burnt out, zero, you're not. If you're anything over a six, you're not really burnt out. You're just not in alignment. Welcome to the Hustle Rebellion Show. We are on a mission to prove that being busy all the time does not always lead to success. We are business owners who are ready to stop wasting energy so we can be more productive. This podcast will give you the steps to stop hiding behind the hustle so you can start living the life you want. I'm your host, Heather Porter. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode 45. Today's guest, let me tell you a little bit about Angela. Have you heard of Angela Henderson? She is all over the place online and has really great programs and retreats and also her own podcast. Angela is an international award-winning business coach for women, international keynote speaker, and a podcaster who's helped thousands of women around the world make more money by creating a personalized business strategy. We're going to talk about her theory on that. So why you need a personalized strategy and masterminding their mindset so they can wake up every day and live the life they want. This episode, you guys, is absolutely jam-packed with ideas, tips, different ways of thinking about life, health, wealth, business. So I'm really excited to welcome Angela onto this episode. Here we go. All right. So here's Angela. Welcome, Angela, to the show. How's it going? Oh my goodness, Heather. I'm super excited to be here. I love podcasts. So anytime I can be on a podcast, I get excited. And when I'm with a fellow, do you know what I mean? North American continent human being, life is always very good. So yes, I'm super excited to be here today. It's so good to have you guys. We were just chatting before we hit record and I was like, God, I've been seeing Angela like all over the place for years. Like just, I think some of my clients have gone through your courses or trainings or whatever it is. And she's like, oh good, my visibility strategies are clearly working. (laughs) (laughs) Well, fingers crossed, you never know. But I was like, hey, I'll take the compliment today, Heather. No, it's good. I'm so glad to have you as well. And we'll talk a little bit about your podcast coming up as well soon and what you do. People will get to know you but I love to start with the tips. So I want you to think of a time when either your business or some of your clients' businesses, there's something that got them in the stress cycle where they're growing their business and they just are in that horrible loop you get in where you're just stressed out, overwhelmed. What are three tips that you have, or at least a few tips that you have to break that cycle and to just ground yourself and start working smarter again? Yeah. One of the things that I talk often about is simply changing the environment that you're in. A lot of times because we are working from home and home also has, do you know what I mean? Business, home life, community, dogs, pets, husbands, partners, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes we think it's this negative loop cycle, but other times I think it's important to understand that you might just be having a bad week or it could be that you're having a bad day or it could be that you're entering perimenopause and menopause. The brain fog and things are just different. It could be that your health, other health things are going on. It could be that you've got undiagnosed ADHD. I see more and more women who have undiagnosed ADHD and other genomine components that are going on. Yeah. So I guess I want to say if you're in a state of overwhelm, it could be many different things versus sometimes people like, oh, I haven't done enough abundance. Therefore, I'm having a bad day. Yeah. Or this isn't working for me. I'm like, maybe, maybe not. Right. So I first just want to give you that is that we all hit overwhelm. It's when things start to impact our home life community and our business where we have to start looking at things because normally it will start off as like a little bit of 
stress, then it leads to burnout, and then it goes to full-blown mental health diagnosis, and that's what we're trying to avoid, all right? Totally. So if you are in a state of overwhelm, the first thing that I say that is quite simple to do is change the environment, move the energy. So it could be that you just go to a local cafe and you spend two or three hours there. It could be that you go and book in for a co-working day. It could be that you team up with another business and you go to their house for the day. I'm actually doing a co-working day down in the Gold Coast tomorrow with a few peers. Nice. It could also be one of the biggest ones that I see if people are able to do it. So the ones that I'm giving you now are like, you can do it in a day and shift the energy. But the one that does help a lot is if you can check into a hotel for at least two days. So like you check in on a Thursday, you check out on Friday afternoon, but you get all day Thursday to work all day Friday to work, and then you end up at, say, home at dinner time. the amount of work you can get done, plus you can sleep, plus you can eat, and you can just sit in your own thoughts, can be a game changer for women in business. So true. I can already hear people going, uh, what about the money? Uh, my husband or my partner. Uh, kids have school. We all have things that are going on, but it's up to you to make you a priority. And so often women are making themselves last, last in business, last in their marriage, last with their children, last, last, last. And then they start to resent things. So if it's a money thing, what I used to do when I first started off 12 years ago in business is I would just put $10 a week into a kitty. Uh-huh. So by the time the end of that time came, I had about $120 saved, which wasn't a lot, but I had enough to go for one night. Yeah. So again, two days, one night. And I didn't stay in five-star places, but it was just, I need a hotel, internet, and just change of environment. If you're able to afford new clothes and dresses and shoes and purses and necklaces and perfume and coffees and wine and everything else, you can afford to, do you know what I mean, go and do this and reset yourself. Totally. So that's kind of my first tip would be around changing the environment collectively. And those are examples of how I do it. The second tip that I would say is you need to surround yourself with the tribe. Now, it could be an unpaid group. It could be a paid group. I don't really care. But vibration is going to be key in this matter. What often happens as you start to grow a successful business is you start to grieve the loss of people. People no longer are where you are at. And it can be a bit lonely and it can be a bit sad. And so you've got to find people who are going to be running at a high vibration, who are going to be cheering you on, who aren't questioning do you mean what's going on for you and your business and your life. Sometimes you let go of your uncles, you let go of friendships that once served you. Yeah. So you must find a tribe of people who are never going to question you and bring you down and self-sabotage your business, but rather are going to lift you up because vibration is everything. If you walk into your house and you're like, oh my goodness, my husband's going to be coming home any minute. The kids are going to be coming home every minute and he's going to have a bad day. The kids are going to have a bad day. You know what I mean? How could it not influence your vibration and your motivation and your overwhelm? So take radical responsibility and figure out where you need to be and who you need to be surrounding yourself with. Who do you need to let go of? Who do you need to bring on? Because you shouldn't be doing business alone. And sometimes it's that loop cycle, that negative loop cycle by being around other people and hearing their stories and new ideas that can get you out of that. Yeah. Nice. And the third thing that I would say would be, I mean, there's so many, but... The third thing I would probably say is you probably have to work on the inner work. And so I would probably be saying you're either going to need to work with a hypnotherapist or a healer to get to the root of what's really causing you to be in the state of overwhelm. So an example that I give is when I had a money block, for example, 
And I couldn't quite figure out why I was hitting, do you know what I mean? Like getting stuck at 70K months. And so I went to my hypnotherapy team and they said, okay, well, let's see what happens. And then I do it all on phone, by the way. So I don't go to an office. I do it all on phone. And they count me down and they said, when you get to zero, you'll be where you need to be. And there was a brick wall. And the brick wall had the words around like receiving. I can't remember the word. And then out of nowhere, the speech bubble started to come out like a cartoon speech bubble. So that was like lonely, lonely, lonely. Oh. And I was like, that's interesting. But the loneliness, it's like, well, that's why you're not making it more money. Is you have a fear that the more money you make, the more lonely you're going to be. Where does that come from? And that comes from seeing my mom, who is a nurse practitioner. Next high, she could be with a doctor. And she got addicted to pain medication. Okay. She then filed bankruptcy twice, oh. gambling, wow. whatever. Now she's like, she lost me. She lost my brother. You know, she lost all of her friends. So I've got this subconscious block. And remember, 97% of the decisions that we make come from our subconscious. Those decisions are already getting made before our rational brain makes them. So for me, I was blocking my visibility. I was blocking doing, doing things, self-sabotaging. Because the more visible I became, the more money I would make, the more money I would make, the more lonelier I would be, and I'd end up just like my mother. So the third thing that I would be saying is, is that you need to go and look at the inner work because typically, if you're not having a bad day, if you're not going through perimenopause and all that, typically it's internal. Somewhere, somehow, you've got a limiting belief or a T2 trauma that is stopping you from getting you to where you need to go. Good tips. I want to talk about tribe. So two questions around tribe. Number one, who is your tribe? Not where your clients hang out, but for you to fill your soul with people. Yeah. So, I mean, there's twofold, really. One is I'm actually quite an insulated person. Do you know what I mean? So a lot of times my tribe in many ways is me because I'm a projector by human design. And so a lot of times I actually don't need to be around people. I need to be around myself and let my energy do mean replenish. Yeah. However, I also make it a priority that every Tuesday night I have date night with my beautiful partner, Grant. And that, do you know what I mean, has been really important because often when I think back to my marriage, for example, after 20 years when I asked for a divorce is that we didn't make space for that because my business started to become a priority. So being surrounded by Grant is nothing but phenomenal all the time, but specifically when we make that time on Tuesday nights, obviously my ex has the kids on that night, so we're able to do that. But again, I would say don't think that you can't have a date night with kids at home. Mm. It might just look different, right? Mm. And also I've paid over $750,000 in the last 10 years on personal development. Yep. So I go to different masterminds around the world. I flew into San Diego for a mastermind in February. I flew back to America in March to Napa Valley for another mastermind. I'm meeting up with Amanda Daly, Tony Blatchett, Steph Taylor tomorrow down in the Gold Coast, for example. Yeah. And I also run VIP events around Australia in Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, and Perth. And that is around bringing high vibrational people together to laugh, hug, cry, do you know what I mean? And just be in the same room together. It's so good. So I've also made sure that I've got time for myself, time for my partner, time for my kids, obviously, when they're with me, time for being with my, do you know I mean, other cohort of people? Yeah. And then also time with my peers. I love that. And I love the different, I guess, areas of tribe that you're talking about, as well as just being alone, like your, your tribe. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're yourself and you, you know, it's great. Well, let's talk about tribe from your client's perspective, because you have a lot that you offer to build, you know, communities and have tribes around you. So you mentioned a mastermind. What else do you do? Yeah. So, I mean, my product suite is pretty simple. Do you know what I mean? Is I offer one-on-one consulting. I have a higher end mastermind for people making 20K to 50K months. 
And then I also have uh, another mastermind for those who are wanting to hit their kind of first 10K months. Excellent. And the way my programs work is it's kind of like an all-you-can-eat buffet, is that you get me for strategy, but I also have a mindset coach. We also have guest experts. We also do goal setting. We also have a portal with different education things. We've also got hot seat calls. We also have the portal with everything. Like Everything's there. And sometimes you might want to do the goal setting call and do, do I mean the hot seat calls one month. But the next month you might want to do the hot seat calls and attend a guest expert. It's really about what is it that you need on that particular month versus thinking you have to do everything. But also another thing that we do within our groups is we go out into breakout sessions and so that people have an opportunity to get to know everyone in the group and start to really foster and build those ongoing relationships. Yep. So that's what I do pretty much on any given day. But then I also run, we've got 19 people signed up for my exclusive women in business retreat happening in Bali in October. How fun. And then I also run three Australian retreats every year, typically at the Gold Coast for three days, two nights. And so again, I like to do things that allow people to learn in different ways. Some people learn better in a one-on-one capacity. Some people are okay to do it in a mastermind capacity. Yeah. So I like to do it in different varieties, depending on and meeting the needs of what others need. Very smart. And on the note of overwhelm, where you're talking about some people might join like a goal setting call and maybe, you know, hot seat or whatever it is. How do you help them choose what's best for them and simplify their experience with you? Right. So the first thing is, is that your business can't be templated. And I believe the reason why my success rates are high and the reason why my retention rates are high is that the people in my communities know that they get tailored support based on their business and their needs. Yeah. So a lot of times it depends. So like today we had a hot seat call. There was about 15 people on. I had like a stylist, a Clavio expert, a marketing manager, a health coach, a dietitian, like everyone. They all had different things that they wanted to talk about. So I don't know how to answer that because it's so specific to their businesses. But what my job is, is to ask them questions around whatever it is they're struggling with. Yeah. And then from there, it's go okay, giving them solutions and options and then sitting with what feels right for them and not. So often people want a cookie cutter way. Go on Instagram and do reels. Well, I can give that suggestion, but if they're like, Ange, I hate being on Instagram <laughs> and I hate yeah. reels, then it's my job as a business consultant to find a way to increase their visibility that doesn't include Instagram and Reels. Yeah. And so I'm very big about women creating a business that's in alignment for them. But often everyone's doing what they think they should be doing because that's what they've consumed on a podcast or that's what they've seen on an Instagram Reel or whatever. I really encourage women to stop doing that. And the sooner you can get alignment with your business and alignment with your home life and alignment with your community, the more you're going to be successful in business and life. A prime example is, Again, Christmas Day, I asked my husband for a divorce. Now, it wasn't planned on Christmas Day, but he kind of pissed me off one final time. It was 11 o'clock in the morning. Okay. I walked into the bathroom. I was crying and I was like, I am not going in to another year with this man. Wow. He never abused me. There's no drugs or alcohol. There's nothing like that. We had just expired. But I was like, whatever I am not changing, I am choosing. And so I'm the one that perpetuates the cycle. Right. And so that's an example. Whereas my home life wasn't in alignment, it was weighing me down. And it's no coincidence that in March, when he left last year, that March was my biggest revenue month for my business to date. Doesn't that say everything? Wow. Why? Because my energy shifted. Yeah. Things shifted. Right. 
So again, really start looking at alignment. Another example I'll give you is if I ask you right now on a scale of one to 10, how burnt out you are, 10, you're extremely burnt out, zero, you're not. If you're anything over a six, you're not really burnt out. You're just not in alignment. And where in your life are you not in alignment? And then you need to start making the changes. Nobody's coming to save you. So if you aren't in alignment, you're the one that needs to save yourself. No one was going to come to my front door and say, hey, I'm here to help pack up your house and get the divorce papers and change everything. No, it was me that had to do that. Yep. And so again, I really want women to stop bitching about their lives and moaning about their lives. And my husband doesn't do this. My kids do this. But they just change. Often, you know, people, and I'm very blunt, clearly, if you haven't noticed, but <laughs> it's great. Keep going. <laughs> women in my group will say, like in my mastermind, let's say maybe, you know, I'm really getting sick. You know, I feel like I'm doing everything. I'm like, okay, well, when was the last time you asked your partner for help? And they're like, well, what do you mean? They're like, well, we've been married for 12 years. He should he already should know, know what I need. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, but if for 12 years, you've done the dishes every single night, you've actually trained him to go sit his ass down and have a cup of coffee or tea and watch the news. Yep. Because he thinks that he's not doing anything wrong. Because for 12 years, that's been your behavior. But if you need him because you're overwhelmed, to step in or her, depending on whoever you're married to. If you need him or her to come in, you have to communicate that to them. You have to say, honey, I know we've been doing this for the last 12 years and I know you really enjoy this, but I'm really overwhelmed at the moment. I'm going to need you to start to do the dishes two nights a week. Mm. And I'm going to need to go to Pilates and I need to ask. Mm. If you don't ask, nobody's ever going to be able to read your mind. It's same thing with your clients. If you've got a really great email list and people aren't buying from you, then do a survey and ask them what they need. Yep. Stop assuming or start making up things in your head that aren't actually true. But if your partner's been trained to sit on the couch, ask. Same with your clients. You train your clients on how you want to be treated too, right? You pretty much train everyone. 100%. (laughs) So 100%. And anytime you breach a boundary, you like yourself less. Very true. It doesn't impact anyone else. Your boundaries impact you. Yeah. So what are you doing for you? There's a beautiful book by Jay Shetty that's just come out, The Eight Rules of Love or The Eight Laws of the Rules or something like that. It's a book that I wish all people knew, not only from a couple's perspective, but just from like, it's just a good overall book. But in that book, he talks about our partners and he talks about communication and how our breakdown of communication impacts so many things in our world. Yeah. And love is one of them. He said, it's not coincidence that our divorce rate is so high, right? But he also talks about like high vibration, low vibration. He talks about the environment. Similar things that I've just talked to you about today Mm. is that he's saying like, again, when was the last time you went on a date night with your partner? Yep. Or are you choosing to just sit down, both of you get on your phones and watch Netflix? No, that's okay. Don't get me wrong. I watched Netflix last night. We had movie night last night. But Grant and I are also going out for walks. We're also going out to different experiences. We're also traveling. We're also doing other things. Yeah. And so I guess I share that with you because, again, we need to take responsibility for what we want in our life. But our communication is a big one where we're not communicating our needs and therefore then getting really bitter and resentful. So it goes back to if on a scale of 1 to 10, you've got a high level of burnout, it just simply means you're not in alignment and where do you need to realign? Good point. And... Also, I think that in those moments where you are really 
let's say, busy and and working hard in the business, you can oftentimes, I'm not going to say get lazy, but you can fall back on old habits. Mm-hmm. And those are the times often, like you're saying, when you need the most support, you need your tribe, you need the people around you. And that's the time where you need to ask. You need to ask for help. You need to define a date night. You need to take an extra bit of brain power and go, wait a second, hold on. Like, stop being so reactive here. Put things into my life that are going to support me. Hey, Hustle Rebels. Did you know this podcast is brought to you by Website Love? That's my business. To help you cut back on the busyness in your business, a good place to start is to get your foundations right. I have two gifts for you to help you get your website working better. Watch the video masterclass, six things your website needs to get more customers, or download the ultimate checklist, a 14-step plan to patch the leaks on your website. Just visit hustlerebellion.com now and scroll down to get access. I want to talk a little bit more around how you work with people because you have a podcast, you have masterminds, you have retreats. Can you think of a really phenomenal case study or somebody that you've helped recently and walk us through the process of what you did to help them from A to B? Yeah, I mean, there's so many cool people. Again, it depends on what they want. Yeah. I can give you a case study that will talk about how I got someone, do you know what I mean, to seven figures with a $27 product. But if you don't want seven figures and you're just hearing another seven-figure success story, I'm setting you up for failure because you think that what you want is seven figures and really you want to have a $250,000 a year business, which is light and easy with no team so that you can go to ballet so that you can go do me travel. So yeah, I can share case studies, yes, but I don't want people to feel like that's what their goal should be. Because the one thing I've learned is you really need to start defining what your goals are and what you actually want in life versus what you are chasing someone else's dream. Most women don't want seven figures. They really don't, right? But what they want is freedom and flexibility. Yep. But yet they're chasing the seven-figure dream. I want seven figures, I want seven figures, I want seven figures, because that's all they read. That's every Facebook ad, how to get to six to seven figures. You know, I'm not saying I haven't even talked about it myself at times, right? But it's like, no, that's not what you would need. So again, one example is during COVID, I had this beautiful lady come with me. You can listen to that podcast episode over at my podcast too. Tracy, she came to me. She's an artist, an international, really known artist. She came to me because COVID came in all of her retreats in like Vietnam, Australia, everything, Mexico had to be canceled. Yeah. She said, Ange, what am I going to do? We've just lost like 90% of our yearly revenue, gone. I said, okay, but you've got an audience. So again, full transparency. Trace had about 70,000 people, I think, following her on Instagram at the time. She had a pretty good email list. I don't have that data in front of me, but, and I'm able to share this data too. I'm not breaching confidentiality because she's already come on my podcast because I'm very big about confidentiality too. So she came to me and I said, well, listen, I said, let's put together, you run this really great five-day challenge that was free. Let's take the five-day challenge and turn that into a $27 product. Let's add a bump to it. And then let's add an OTO off the back end of that. And she's like, okay, great. And we made in four months, $714,000 in four months off of that one product. And then we ended up by the end of the year making $1.5 million off of her overall digital products that year. Excellent. When COVID was here. Wow. So that's an example. Another example of a client win is she owns a very big campsite here in Australia. 
And because she's been so hands-on, she hasn't had a holiday with her kids in forever. So in addition to her having her highest revenue, for example, she also, though, her biggest takeaway was, and I finally booked a seven-day holiday for my daughter and I. Oh, wow. So do you see the vast difference between... I do. Yes, the $1.5 million is great. And that allowed Trace, for example, to do a whole bunch of different things. But sometimes the wins for people are, is this particular person made lucrative money too. But her biggest win from working with me was allowing me to work with her, guide her and nurture her and remind her of that the most important thing is actually family and not money. So to me, when I get those emails going, Angie, I booked the holiday and I've been working with them for a year. Come on, just do one day, one night, whatever. And then she does it. And then she calls me, do you know what I mean? Says, Angie, I did it. Those are equally, if not more important wins than the seven figure wins. And I really liked how you answered that question as well. Mm -hmm. How you are answering all the questions gives amazing insight into how you think and how you work with people. So Mm -hmm. that was really good. Nice one, Angela. When people come to me, I do have this model that I work with. And I guess that's probably, Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean, how I could explain best about how I work with people, if that's like, do you know what I mean, what you're kind of thinking about. So I'm just pulling up the model because... Yeah, tell us, how do you? There's four main things. When I first started working, I again, because that's all you know and what you're taught is that you just need strategy, strategy, strategy. And that does work, do you know what I mean, for so long. However, I have four components. And the first part I will start is strategy. You do need clarity, you do need a plan, and you do need accountability. The next part of the funnel, though, is health. We need to also be looking at your health, which is your mental health, your spiritual health, and your physical health, because health will also influence or not influence the success in your business. The other thing that we look at is relationships. Your relationships with yourself, your relationships with family, and your relationships with community. Because again, if you've got bad things going on with your relationships, including yourself with imposter syndrome, whatever, it's going to, again, influence or not influence your business. And the fourth thing that we look at is wealth, personal wealth, business wealth, and generational wealth. And so when you infuse strategy, health, wealth, and relationships, that's when I bring people into alignment. And when you are in alignment, that's when the money will happen. Ugh. When you're not in alignment, money doesn't flow. So I don't look at business as one pillar. I look at business just like I did when I was an ex-mental health clinician where I used to diagnose people with schizophrenia, bipolar, et cetera. Oh my God. Is I have to look at all areas of life because all areas of life influence other parts of life. Wow. Wow. That's what you used to do in your past. Yes. I was a mental health clinician of 15 years where, yes, I was licensed in the state of North Carolina where I would, yes, diagnose people with schizophrenia, bipolar, depression, anxiety, ADHD, autism etc. No wonder you come with this holistic background Mm. and model of how you work with people because that's what's important. That's the important piece. Like you just said, so many people approach it with strategy first, don't they? And strategy, don't get me wrong, you might need, so like on a hot seat call, if people are working with me, today there was someone that did need me to review their funnel because they're about to do a launch. Yeah. But there was also another person with me who needed to talk about some wealth stuff. There's also another person with me who has just been diagnosed with MS, sorry, multiple sclerosis. Yep. So we needed to talk to her about how can she run her business while just getting this diagnosis, but not putting too much in so that we don't impact her health, right? Yeah, yeah. We then also talked about someone who's just had a death in the family. Right. And so then we talked about, okay, well, what do you need to do around your health, your mental health and your spiritual health in order to make sure that that's safe and you're safe and that you can continue with the business? 
And that's what I mean is I don't cookie cutter. I have to listen to what's going on with each of these women's businesses. And then we have to keep adapting their strategy based on what's going on in any given month. Yeah, smart. Wow. Okay, so I do want to ask you a ritual question, your ritual on how Mm -hmm. you stay grounded because you have a, man, you have a lot going on, (laughs) but you're good with your time. I can tell Mm. on how you block out chunks to take care of yourself. What are some of your best rituals or most important rituals to keep you going? Listen, I'd love to say that I have rituals, but rituals also, I think, lead to failure in many ways because then we can't keep up with the rituals. So I'm mindful that when I talk to you about what I do, again, that what works for me might not work for you. And it's important that if you're like, I'm going to walk for 30 days and you get to day seven and day eight and you don't walk, you then don't go into the same cycle of shame and then stop walking because you didn't make the 30 days. So for me, what I do for grounding is, again, spending quality time with people who are high vibrational people. Yeah. It's like a non-negotiable. I will not hang out with people that are going to bring me down. I don't go to family events. I just go, sorry, we won't be coming. I've made a ground for what's important. So one, center around myself with high vibrational people. Two, making time for myself. It's inevitable. I'm a projector, as I said, as a human design, so I need to do that. Three, I do a lot of travel. But I do it because I love experiences. And when I have experiences, I feel enriched and I feel, do you know what I mean, enlightened. So I also do that. And it is a ritual because I do travel almost once a month. And it's either I'm traveling once a month somewhere or I'm just checking into a hotel. Either way, it's part of my self-care to get out of my house and go and see and do something new. Yeah. From a daily perspective... At this given moment, at time of recording, I've been meditating every day for the last 51 days. For the first 30 of those days, well, since the beginning of the last two years, I've also been trying to journal every day, but I've stopped journaling for the last 30 days because I've been sick for the last four months. And I was like, okay, if I have to choose one or the other, which one helps me the most? Meditation does. There you go. So for me, I, I pop the journaling to the side. Doesn't mean I won't pick it back up, but sometimes you just have to go with the ebbs and flows. Mm. I'd love to say I have a gym routine. I go to Pilates when I can, but again, I've been really sick for the last four months, so Pilates have been off the books. But yep. if I'm not sick, then I will go two to three Pilates classes a week. Yep. But I guess what I'm trying to say is I have nothing that's set. Because if my kids get sick, then I get shitty that I can't do my ritual, right? Because literally, if they're freaking puking and I have a Pilates class, I'm not getting to the Pilates class. That's just how freaking life is. Do you know what I mean? And then you don't want to beat yourself up about it. Exactly. Because you can't control it. Yeah. Exactly right. So I'm just trying to say like, like, again, rituals are great to some degree, but yeah. it's like, do more of what makes you feel good. Yeah. I do practice daily gratitude every day. That is the one thing that I will say that I've practiced for a very long time. I have a British bulldog <laughs> named Grateful. Oh. I called her Grateful oh. specifically so that if my kids called her Grateful 50 times a day, that they would hopefully understand the importance of gratitude. So I do practice gratitude every single day. And that's just three little prompts in my brain. Typically, I'll say in the morning, what would make today great? And I talk about what would make today great. And then I go into what are three things I'm grateful for? And I typically will do three things I'm grateful for in the morning and three things that I'm grateful for right before I go to bed. And the reason why I also enforce it in the morning, because you start off on a good, do you know what I mean, energy? And I do it at night because you're entering into... REM sleep and unconsciousness, right? And so that then marinates in your brain. And if it marinates in your brain, then the impact that it has on a physiological perspective of your body embodying it also has an impact. So I prefer to put my phones down at night 
And those are like the last things that I do in order to really make sure that that's, I'm going to sleep with that in my brain. There we go. That's it, you guys. Okay. Wow. How do people work with you? And more importantly, who do you work with? So let's start with who you work with and how can they learn more about you and work with you if they want to? Yeah. So listen, much to everyone's dismay is I don't necessarily have a niche. And every mentor that I've worked with, when I worked with a $45,000 mentor last year and he's like, yep, you're one of the few people that can pull this off. <laughs> and so I work with dentists. I work with lawyers. Yep. I work with physios. I work with kinesiologists. I work with stylists. I work with dietitians. I work with content creators. I work with Facebook ads teams. I work with agencies. I'm just trying to think, gosh, Clavio experts. Wow. Like it's not one cohort because again, I believe my framework, because it's not cookie cutter, allows me to work with any of these businesses across the board. Mm -hmm. And so I do that. So I work with predominantly, I do work with women. I'd say 1% of my population is men. Okay. And they typically will only work with me one-on-one -on -one because my groups are for women specifically. Okay. And then there's three types of cohorts that I work with. There's those women who are in the startup stage. So they already have a business. They already have some products. They're already making some money but they really want to kind of nail consistent and get to consistent 10K months. Then I work with people who are kind of like that 10 to 20K months all the way through to 50K months. Yep. And that's normally around businesses needing to bring on team and learning to optimize a little bit more. And then I work with businesses who are making, do you mean 50 plus? Well, I'm actually working with a business right now who's just making under 400K per month. Do you know Whoa. what I mean? So there are, do you mean a variety of businesses that I work with? So but it's about making sure that we're creating a personalized strategy for you and your business that you're in alignment with, while at the same time mastering your mindset in the inner work in order to accelerate and optimize for business growth. And what should they do? Listen to your podcast, some great content on your site. Where do they go? Oh, yeah. So I guess, again, it just depends on what you want. Yeah. You'll know the listener out there right now will know what they want. So I always say, head to my website, which is AngelaHenderson.com.au. And from there, it's like that all-you-can-eat buffet. If you want to work with me one-on-one -on -one or you want to join my mastermind, book a discovery call, you want to listen to my podcast, the online do you know I mean business show with Angela Henderson, listen to the podcast. If you want to connect with me over on Instagram, connect with me over on Instagram. Like you choose what's going to work for you and what's in alignment for you and I'll meet you halfway. Perfect, Angela. Thank you so much. Before we say goodbye, are there any last thoughts that you want to leave listeners with? Gosh, I would just say that again, whatever you are not changing, you are choosing. So again, choose wisely because every single day that we're on earth side anyways is a blessing. And there are too many people that we lose very unexpectedly. The one last thing I'll say is in regards to if you were on your deathbed and you only had 24 hours to live, what would your regrets be? My regrets a couple of years ago was that I would remain married to my husband at the time and that I didn't have a bulldog. Those are pretty much, that was it. Oh. You know, and as warped as it sounds, as in you want us to think about our deathbed, the reality of it is any one of us could be on our deathbed tomorrow. Yeah. So whatever you are not changing, you are choosing and really think about what would you regret if you were on your deathbed and start making some changes to not have that happen to you. And on that note, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Angela, thank you so much for sharing so many. I love, first of all, how you answer my questions. Brilliant. And then all the amazing advice that you gave to everyone been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much. Gosh, thank you so much for having me. It's a privilege to be on anyone's podcast. So I appreciate you inviting me on and I wish you a beautiful day. <laughs> hey, Hustle Rebels. If you enjoyed tuning in, you have to check out hustlerebellion.com. 
is where you get access to the special resources mentioned in these episodes and can watch the video versions. If this episode gave you a few tips to help you run your business better so you can live a more joyful life, please rate and review it and pass it along to a fellow business owner. As always, thank you for your support.